What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the first unofficial depth chart is in. Plus, the Rams make some secondary moves. And later, preseason has arrived. We preview Chargers at Rams. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Beggs. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. We did it, guys. We made it through the offseason. We are officially doing game previews now. We did it. I can't wait. I'm over the top. I got two days till I fly out to L.A. I'm losing my mind over here. By the time you guys see this, I'll probably leave tomorrow, which... Oh man, I can't even contain myself a little bit. I don't even think I was like wanting to really put it out there that I was going to this this first game, but I'm too excited. I can't help but talk about it. So we will absolutely preview that game that we have coming up on Saturday against the LA Chargers. Uh, visiting SoFi, I guess you could say. And also we got some transactions to talk about. Some good stuff. And like I said, first unofficial depth chart. That sucker's in, man. And uh, there's definitely some surprises, all right? So this this depth chart came out. I was a little bit... I, I don't want to say I was, like, blown away by it or anything because this is the first one as well. It's not the exact thing that we'll see going into week one, Sunday Night Football, SoFi Stadium against the Chicago Bears. That's not 100% what we're going to see. I'm sure there will be some alterations somewhere. I don't know what's going to happen as, like, as far as injuries go, that we could see something there. I'm not hope, pulling for injuries or anything like that, but it is a very violent sport that we're watching unfold here. So injuries do happen, unfortunately. Luckily, we don't see any of our starters in preseason. That's going to continue. And uh, I, I think that people are still surprised by that. Like I got comments about people's, people coming to me and being like, what, they're not going to play Stafford in preseason? No, why would they? That's ridiculous, you know? So, of course, we're not going to see these guys in preseason, uh, the bulk of them. I do anticipate, however, I know that it's it's normal that we don't see starters in preseason, but there are a couple of battles that we have going on where I do think we could see those guys. So, let's go ahead and talk about this. The first unofficial depth chart released by the LA Rams I believe it was on Tuesday that this came out. So uh, I, of course, looked at it. It changed already since the first time I saw it. But I, I of course, looked at it right away. And there was a couple of things that popped out to me that kind of was like they, they saw me and they were like, hey, Joe, this is weird. You should talk about this. And so that's what we're going to do. So my surprise is here. Just a couple of them. There's nothing too crazy. Uh, most of it was pretty straightforward, pretty much what we expected. But there are a couple of moves. One of these moves, actually, this first one that we'll talk about, it's not necessarily a surprise based on Sean McVay's comments. So that's with the center position listing Brian Allen as the starter. And Brian Allen, if, if you guys have been uh, with me all offseason here, if not, then welcome in. If you have, then you're the champion. But Brian Allen's kind of been penciled in as one of my cuts, and I don't think that's the case anymore. I, I'm removing him from my cut list based on him, A, becoming, uh, being listed as the starter at this point, and also Sean McVay's comments. He's being very positive about Brian Allen, so that should make us positive about Brian Allen. I know that some people, uh, kind of they kind of get their own mindset on certain players, and then the second the team strays away from that, or the second the team wants to play that guy that, that uh, maybe the fans aren't... Uh, aren't too high on that. Everybody's like, Oh, what are they doing? They're, they're making a terrible decision. Well, these coaches are the ones seeing them every single day in practice. We are not. They're in the film room with these guys. We are not. So I trust their decisions. If, if Sean McVay is saying that Brian Allen's impressing and that he's doing an awesome job and he's so far removed now from that injury that it's no longer an issue, then Hey, let's go Brian Allen, man. All right. And that also has uh, Corbett because we've kind of been expecting Austin Corbett to be the center this year. Kind of that's been the whole trend the whole offseason, but looks like now he's kind of slotted in at that right guard spot where he played last year, which he did a fine job at. I have no issues with that lineup. So uh, basically what we're looking at right now is Andrew Whitworth at left tackle, David Edwards at left guard, not Joseph Nopum, who started last year at that left guard spot, Brian Allen at center, and then you have Austin Corbett at right guard, and then Rob Havenstein at that right tackle position. That is right now what we have penciled in as the Rams offensive line. All right. That is, of course, subject to change. We're going to still have some practices coming up here. Of course, training camp just wrapped up, but we still have practices going on. Uh, we got a joint practice coming up with the Raiders uh, before that game happens, the second preseason game. 
But that was definitely something that jumped out to me is that not only is Brian Allen getting some reps at start, at center, but he's right now kind of just listed as the starter. And so I think that's a that's a big shift from from what the storylines have been throughout the offseason. The next one here is the the linebackers. We got a couple of, of linebackers listed as starters that kind of surprised me a little bit. And those two names are Justin Hollins and Kenny Young. I like both of these guys. I'm high on both of these guys. If you've been watching the press conferences like I do religiously, I watch I watch all of them. But if you watch those, you'll notice that that Sean McVay has been talking up Justin Hollins quite a bit. So that move, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, but I was really anticipating that that would be either Obanaya Okoronkwo or that it would be uh, Terrell Lewis in that slot. But looks like Justin Hollins is, at least for right now, on official depth chart, is getting the nod. And then Kenny Young, who I've been kind of backing this whole offseason, saying like, no, this is kind of my guy. Like, I think he's he... he progressed so well in the 2020 season and then you know going into this offseason where we actually get a training camp and all that stuff I'm really excited to see what Kenny Young can do so for myself I'm not necessarily surprised to see him being you know hyped up or I guess um, acknowledged by the coaching staff but to see him listed as a starter over Micah Kaiser was a little bit of a surprise to me I do think though that does make sense. I, I do think that if you look at their their body of work and what each of these guys have been able to do, Kenny Young and Micah Kaiser, it does make sense that that Kenny Young's kind of pulling ahead of Micah Kaiser a little bit. So that makes sense there. But, uh, you know, Kenny Young and Troy Reader are uh, listed as the, the starting inside linebackers right now. So very, very different feel and, and look to uh, to the inside linebacker group than we had a last year. So uh, same guys, just uh, just a lot of shifting going on there. Because I, I believe last year, I mean, it was Kaiser for sure. He was he was uh, he was like the main guy last year, and then of course Kenny Young, Troy Reader were kind of rotating. And then also, I mean, don't don't sleep on uh, Traven Howard, who I think that if if he can get in some good playing time, especially in preseason against a live opponent, not necessarily just our guys with actual tackling, not just the thuds and stuff like that, then. I, I think that we could see him work his way into a more rotation as well. At the safety position, we've got Taylor Rapp starting over Terrell Burgess. And this this is something that does surprise me a little bit, just based on on how they both are have been playing. Uh, not only not only through training camp and what we've seen in training camp, but also last year. Uh, we saw in the 2020 season that Taylor Rapp was the starter at that free safety spot. And then Terrell Burgess kind of he was taking reps away from him. Taylor Rapp was getting put on the sidelines when Burgess was out there, you know, making making plays and stuff. And he did an awesome job as a rookie. And then, of course, did suffer that injury, unfortunately. And that's when Taylor Rapp started getting more involved. So I'm pulling for Taylor Rapp. I hope that he does well. I hope whoever starts plays well. I just, I, I think that Terrell Burgess is a better player and, than Taylor Rapp. So I do think that something that we saw last year will kind of happen again this year, which is, Taylor Rapp may be starting that, that position, but Terrell Burgess, I think, is just a better player, and I think eventually will overtake Taylor Rapp, but that one did, did surprise me a little bit, and I'm also not convinced that Taylor Rapp will not be starting in the, in the preseason, uh, simply because that's, what, that's one of those positions I was just kind of referring to earlier, that the Rams don't play, play their starters in preseason, but Taylor Rapp is, is kind of a guy who's kind of fighting for his position a little bit, and if he doesn't play... That tells us the coach's confidence level in him, but I'm not sure that they're there yet. Uh, so I guess on Saturday, we'll, we will really see uh, who who is really confident or who the coaching staff is really confident has solidified their place on that depth chart as far as being at the top. At cornerback, this one is not necessarily that big of a deal, but I thought it was a little bit interesting that Jalen Ramsey listed as right cornerback and Darius Williams listed as left cornerback. That's just a little flip-flop from last year, but again, unofficial just looks a little bit interesting based on the comments from Sean McVay as as well from a different press conference it kind of sounds like we're gonna try to use Ramsey in a way that forces the the quarterback that when when they're lining up you have to find him you're not just gonna know that he's over on this side you're gonna have to locate Jalen Ramsey and then adjust accordingly so is he always gonna shadow number one guy I don't think so I, I don't necessarily think that that's gonna be the case but I think in those big important situations, you know, that that when when we have those those absolute monster wide receivers, when we're going against the Bucks with Mike Evans, when we're going against the Packers with Devontae Adams, when we're going against the Seahawks with DK Metcalf, 
and the Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think that it would be beneficial to have one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL kind of just shadowing those guys and taking them out of the game completely. But, hey, that's just one guy's opinion over here. Uh, and then also we have Cooper Cup at punt return and Raymond Calais at kick return. Really figured we'd see Tutu slotted in, in in one of those spots there. I'm not necessarily surprised that we're not seeing Deshaun Jackson there, but I also I, I think that it's possible that we see Jackson in some possible situation. Maybe it's a maybe it's a fourth quarter punt, five minutes to go, something like that. Maybe less than that. Maybe three minutes to go. We're forcing the opponent to punt. And they're at, say, the 40, their own 40. So we're going to have a long field. Maybe that's when we put out Deshaun Jackson and see if something can happen. See if something see if something can be created because we know what that guy can do, especially in the clutch. One of the one of the plays that, that, that always sticks out to me when I think of Deshaun Jackson is that punt against the Giants. I just remember so much about that. I remember watching it live. And I remember he, he kind of drops it and it's like, oh, man, what are you doing? And then he just goes you know like he kind of he kind of shifts for a little bit sees that hole and he is gone and I think the part of that entire play that sticks out to me the most honestly is uh is Tom Coughlin's face (laughs) he's he's so angry (laughs) he's like he's he kind of got that patented red face all the time but I just remember that one so specifically he's just looking at the punter like don't why why would you do that like I'm pretty sure they told him not to punt to Deshaun Jackson based on the coach's reaction to that so We'll see. But yeah, Cooper Cup at punt returner. I, I don't love this, but I also don't hate it. I like Cooper Cup. I, I think he's an awesome player. I just, I, I really think that he's kind of primed to have his best season so far. And he looks like he's getting that connection with, with Matthew Stafford real well. He looks incredible in camp. We're getting sick toe taps every single day on the sidelines and stuff. So I, I don't love Cooper Cup at punt return, but that's not because I don't like his talents. It's because I like him on offense and I would like him to be mainly ready for offense but Raymond Clay at kick return don't hate that as well we will talk more about that position group here in a little bit though let's take a look at uh, the the rest of the NFC West here we just got a couple of other games this is uh and if the rest of the West will be coming back if you guys want more information on these games that we will talk about here just a quick little preview here then uh make sure you guys check out the NFC West round table that this week was on the CG Ruthless Sports channel uh, I'll go ahead and link it below so that you guys, wherever you're watching me or listening to me, if you can hear my voice, check that description and you'll be able to find that. But it is on the CG Ruthless uh, Sports channel this week. It might be on Ram Showcase next week, but that's every single Tuesday night. I'm going to talk to them about a time shift just to just push it just a touch later. But uh, that's every single Tuesday night. We're all talking uh, NFC West football. So uh, the best division in probably sports, uh, our weakest team in this division is the Arizona Cardinals. Looks like they could probably push above 500. So it's been awesome. These guys are great. It's not super uh, like like picky about if um, if if we have question question is like who's the best quarterback. It's not that everybody just says their own their own players. So great great group of guys. Check that out for sure. I'll link it in uh, the description below. But for the rest of the NFC West teams this week, we do have the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Arizona Cardinals. That game will be on Friday at 7 o'clock. That game will be on NFL Network, so you guys can all check that out if you got NFL Network. Also, all of these games are on the uh, DAZN uh, Network, uh, so if you guys have that, you guys can check these out. The next one here, the Kansas City Chiefs are at the San Francisco 49ers. That game is on Saturday at 530 and then the Seattle Seahawks are taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas, and that game will be on Saturday at 6 o'clock. But, of course, the Rams do play on Saturday, so, I mean, I don't, I don't think you guys really want to stick on those games when the Rams will be on NFL Network and uh, taking on the, the Chargers, which is basically a home game for both teams. I don't know. I've seen a lot of comments about it. I've seen a lot of Rams fans be like, oh, they better pay their rent quick trivia question for you guys i'll just give you the answer but you guys know what the chargers pay the rams in rent to play at sofi stadium it's one dollar okay i'm pretty sure uh dean spanos can come up with four quarters so i mean the pay the rent comments because of the price i think is i think it makes us look a little bit ridiculous when fans are like pay the rent it's a dollar guys it's fine i don't know i guess i'm also on the other side of it they're just in my mind they're just roommates they're not invading our space we're blatantly LA's team. I don't see why it's a problem. We're way above them as far as like the LA-ness and stuff. Like I, I don't know. That's I think it's pretty clear they we, we belong there more than they do. 
So I think the comments are uh, over the top. If we, uh, I don't know. I, most people hate that I that I uh, kind of have that mindset that I don't hate the Chargers just because they exist where we exist sometimes. So <laughs> let's go ahead and do some transactions. We got a couple of them to talk about here. The Rams did wave uh, cornerback Diane Gonwaluku Lake, and this is a guy that I was super excited to see in preseason, but now he is officially gone, no longer here uh, on the Rams roster. Uh, safety Javon Grant was also uh, waived as well as punter Brandon Wright. So we do have, we are now down to two punters. It is kind of being stated that this is technically a punter battle, although I don't anticipate that Johnny Hecker would lose this battle to Corey Bajorquez, who happens, uh, he was the uh, the Bills punter. And I honestly, he's really good. So, I mean, whoever wins this job, I, I, I mean, we all love Johnny Hecker. We all got the, like the whole, the what the heck and all that stuff. It's awesome, but hey, man, if 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 Corey comes in, if Bajorquez just comes in and is absolutely just dominating, then I don't think there's any reason to to not, especially when you got Johnny Hecker, who is the highest paid punter in the NFL. If somebody's going to perform better for less money, I think you make that move. That's just a, a business move at that point. It would be a super unfortunate though because Johnny is the man. All right, we all love Johnny. Johnny's super cool. I've met him a few times. Uh, every single time he's been absolutely just, just, a, just a great dude, super down to earth and all that stuff, you know, super cool. But, uh, the Rams, uh, with those openings, the Rams did sign, uh, cornerback Donovan Olumba and they did claim off waivers, cornerback Tyler Hall, uh, off of waivers. I believe that was, uh, yes, the Falcons off waivers there. So, uh, those are your moves, uh, but let's learn these new guys a little bit. We got Donovan Alumba coming in. He stands at six foot two, two hundred and five pounds. He is twenty five years old. He's got long arms. He can play big. He's he's kind of that big body guy. He plays the ball really well. Uh, from what I've seen from him, I mean, he did have that pick six, but it was really a bad throw. It was a pick six in preseason uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. It was just a bad throw. And then also, he did have a couple of uh, PBUs, pass breakups against the Rams. I want to say that the Wolf Au was the uh, quarterback. Uh, for those those plays, but uh, there was an article that was posted about uh, about Alumba that uh, that included those those uh, clips in as as far as like they were tweets that were embedded. So you guys can go check that out there as well. Uh, but yeah, he plays real big, got those long arms, man. I, I think that he is kind of he he's kind of built like Jalen Ramsey a little bit, uh, but he's he's got the long hair, he's got the dreads, so long arms, long hair. And I really think that this guy's a this guy's a one to watch for sure. But he has spent some time on the Cowboys practice squad. He spent time on the Browns practice squad. Most recently, though, he did sign with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL, and that was that deal was signed on June 10th. Of course, uh, the Tiger Cats. You guys might know Johnny Manziel played for them. He's kind of uh, I I like Johnny Manziel because I'm a Texas A&M fan. I, he was absolutely a bust. I'm not trying to say that he's he did a good job or anything in the NFL because he blatantly did not. But for what he did at Texas A&M, man, I'm, I'll always be a big fan of uh, of Johnny for sure. Uh, but Alumba played for uh, the Tiger Cats, not with Johnny, of course. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, he's he's definitely a player to watch. I mean, the Rams moved Lake, who was here last year on our practice squad, so he knows what we're about. He knows these players. He's he's been around, but the Rams were willing to just uh, to move on from from Lake to get Alumba. So that should be a positive sign. That the Rams saw that Alumbo was an option and jumped on it. That's always a good sign. Uh, next one here, Tyler Hall, who was who was uh, waived by the Atlanta Falcons. He stands at 5'10", 195. He is just 22 years old. He's bounced between the active roster and the practice squad a few times last year. He played in week three and five. He has tallied six total tackles, nothing too crazy. It was after each game because it was uh, the Bears game. I don't remember the other opponent, but... It was after each game that uh, he was actually bumped back down to the practice squad. So he was like right there teetering as far as like a like an active roster player, uh, but just wasn't able to do it. He did sign an extension in March with the Falcons and then was released on Monday or waived on Monday. And then the Rams claimed him on waivers. I did check the waiver wire again. I did not see anything else come through. But uh, you know what? I think uh, we'll go ahead and hop into our break. We've got our first game preview of the 2021 NFL season right here on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back in Rams fans. Make sure you guys check the uh, description below wherever you're listening to me to check out Shaw's customs and get 
some uh, some sweet stuff there. As always, we got the mug here. We got the shot glass here. Those are used. They are just put back. And I'm also rocking my Shaw's Customs Ram Showcase shirt. Got Sheriff Joe Bags number nine on the back of this. So make sure you guys, uh, I'm pretty sure we can do t-shirts now. And then uh, we also got the decals. I do have a stack of them that are, A, are ready to be sent out. And then I've also got some that are about to be sent out. I've got, a, got them uh, enveloped. And those those uh, will be in the mail soon here. But you guys might, uh, if you guys have been with me for a little bit here uh, on Ram Showcase for the last couple of years, you guys might know that last year I started talking about that I was getting into gambling, all right? Gambling opened up in Colorado, and I was here for it. So got some great news for you guys, though. Sports betting season is now back in full force. Uh, the NHL and NBA season, of course, those just wrapped up, but they will be back. But we are still in MLB, and now we got NFL season coming up. So uh, football, I mean, we got preseason coming up. And did you know you can gamble on preseason games? And it's way cooler than you think because it's really a kind of a toss-up. You don't know what's going to happen, and that makes it a little bit more exciting. But you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their lo- their loyal customer base. That is B-E-T-U-S dot com. They have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MY-BETUS. You receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using bonus code RAMSSHOWCASE. They also have re-up and referral bonuses also, but BetUS is known as the is America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. All right. BetUS has your, your NBA, NHL games, of course, MLB, NFL coming up here, especially uh, with the team and player props and loads of NFL futures and NFL odds up already. So you, if you want to put some money on the Rams winning the Super Bowl, like you know what's about to happen at SoFi this year, BetUS is where you need to go. Uh, we could also do, you got golf. You got PGA and round matchups and live betting on most sports, including golf. So live as it's happening, you can go in and put those bets in. The online casino has hundreds of games, and the race book has all your horse tracks. You might have to check that one out. I haven't done horse horse betting yet. That might be fun. They also have uh, they have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead. Get your phone online and social sports. Uh, betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Bet US. You bet, you win, you get paid. Bet US. Make sure you guys check that out for sure. So Ram Showcase, uh, you, you can use that code to get the 125% sign-up bonus. If you deposit $100, you get $125 extra. And you can use Ram Showcase 200. These are for crypto deposits only, though. That's a 200% crypto sign-up bonus. So if you guys are rocking the crypto that's the route you might want to go ahead and take. So if you deposit $100 in crypto, and then you get you get 200 extra there. So, of course, links will be dis- d- provided in the description below. But guys, like I said, I started uh, doing the gambling stuff last year, and I absolutely love it. And so, BetUS, make sure you guys check it out. And uh, let's go uh, do some, let's go get some money, guys. But we got this. A game preview brought to you by BetUS. This is we got the first preseason game of the season. It is Chargers at Rams, LA at LA on NFL Network. That is seven o'clock LA time at SoFi Stadium. This is the first battle of SoFi. The Rams and Chargers playing against each other. 2022 will be the first regular season game between these two. Uh, the Chargers, though, will be the home team, and I kind of hate that with my whole heart. I know that I said that like the Chargers. Being there doesn't like I don't care about that. But the first time we play each other, we have to be the road team. We got to go out in our own venue and it's just going to be loaded up with powder blue. No. All right. I mean, it has to happen. So, yes, but uh, that's that one kind of hurts my feelings just a little bit. The Chargers are favored by three and a half points. The over under 34. Yes, you can gamble on preseason games and it's way cooler. All right. Way cooler because you have there's no strategy to it. At all. You never know what's going to happen, which is cool. But over under 34. So they, they don't anticipate a lot happening here. Let's get into some game notes. Rams quarterback John Wolford will not play. The Wolf, Awu, will not be playing in this game. And actually, we heard from Sean McVay on Tuesday that the Wolf, Awu, will not be playing in any preseason games. So we will get a heavy dose of Bryce Perkins and Duck Hodges. Quack, quack, and Awu. 
but only one of those guys is playing. I, I don't do we have we don't have any animal noises for Stafford or for Perkins. But, hey, 50%'s not too bad. But we will, uh, like I said, get a heavy dose of Bryce Perkins and Duck Hodges. Not sure who's going to start. Not sure what that rotation's going to look like. But, you know, we'll see both of those guys. Daryl Henderson will not play in the preseason as well. All but confirming that he is the guy for the 2021 season for the LA Rams at the running back spot. Sebastian Joseph Day suffered a minor ankle injury. Likely will not play as he is listed as a starter. But he is also expected to be fine. That's not expected to be a major injury, anything like that. There has been a couple of bumps and bruises here and there. Uh, Daryl Henderson hurt his hand, but he came back. Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, he gets an ankle, but he looks to be fine. So we're looking good still there on the injury uh, front, except for, of course, Cam Akers. But we don't need to talk about that every single week. Uh, But the Rams do list Taylor Rapp as a starter with how last season went with Burgess. I think it's very real that we see Rapp play in preseason, and then we see him and Burgess kind of battle that out. Because I do think it's a very real possibility that Burgess can be the starter in week one if that battle kind of plays out. I do believe it is a battle. I don't think that Rap is just officially the starter and good to go there. I do believe that that is a battle. Brian Allen is listed as the starting center on the unofficial depth chart. McVay has been very positive on Allen, and uh, I hope that we do see him in preseason a little bit because... Of course, uh, you know, training camp is one thing. Uh, going against Aaron Donald is definitely not a bad thing to to practice with. But to, to go against the other guys and uh, against, you know, this this week will be the Chargers, who will have an interesting defense, especially with Brandon Staley, former Rams defensive coordinator, going over there. So I think that'll be, um, that'll be a little bit of an interesting dynamic to it because, of course, we know what their defense is. We ran it. So as far as a preseason game, I think that it kind of carries on a little bit with with what we've been seeing in training camp, but it will be different players, which makes a huge difference, of course. But I would like to see Brian Allen in preseason, even if it's just a couple of drives. Troy Reader and Kenny Young listed as the starting inside linebackers. We could really see just about every linebacker play. Again, it's one of those things where we don't play starters in preseason, but with the way that these battles are, we're not top-heavy at the linebacker spot except for Leonard Floyd. I think that Floyd is the only linebacker that we for sure won't see in preseason. But I do think it's very real that we do see the rest of our linebackers uh, in a rotation for the preseason. And there's plenty of them to go around. And at that inside linebacker spot, I'm really excited to see what Traven Howard can do. Of course, we didn't have him last year. And, you know, uh, Micah Kaiser being the starter last year, he's going to be coming in off the bench. So will number 59, will he be able to do something and maybe maybe wiggle his way back into that starting lineup over Reader or Kenny Young? I wanted to reiterate this, guys, on my game notes here is that the score of this game does not matter. I can't emphasize that enough. The score of this game does not matter unless you got money on it. Well, then it does matter a little bit, but that's only for you. You know, as far as wins and losses. Losses and dubs, that does not really, it does not matter at all, all right? Individual matchups matter, all right? Each play is its own thing. Teams usually are trying to put people in specific situations to get good tape, all right? Winning the game is really irrelevant, and I'd absolutely argue that getting good tape is far more important than getting a win in preseason. You want to put your guys in situations where you're seeing You know, somebody, let's use an example of uh, Robert Rochelle. We want to see him in a situation where he's going one-on-one with a corner or with a wide receiver from the Chargers and seeing how he handles that coverage. Even if the ball's not over there, how close is he sticking to his guy? uh, How is he reading the play? uh, The safeties for a guy like Nick Scott, how is he reading the plays? Where is he attacking? It's not necessarily if the ball's coming to him or or anything like that or or what happens on the play. If if each, you're looking for individual guys to do their jobs, all right? And like I said, it's it's not up to, like, you're not usually trying to string together stuff. You usually try to pick a play, evaluate that play, move on, next play. That now is your, the previous play is irrelevant. In the regular season, especially with Sean McVay and the way that he runs his offense specifically, you try to string together some things. You try to do this, you hit him here, hit him here, hit him here, and then you can hit him here, then you hit him here, then you do a play action this way. You know, you're trying to set stuff up. That's not necessarily the case in preseason. You're just trying to get good tape. And if we can get good tape, we're doing fine. At the quarterback spot, we'll talk about this here in a second as well, but in the quarterback spot, you're not looking for Bryce Perkins or Duck Hodges to absolutely light it up and make fans say, that oh, hey, this guy should be the starter. Because, hey, that's not going to happen. All right, we know that Matthew Stafford's going to be the number one guy. We know that the Wolf, Awu, is going to be number two. These guys are really probably fighting for who will be a practice squad quarterback. 
in their own right, that's going to be their battle. They might squeeze their way into the roster. I doubt it, though. I think that the Rams would rather use that roster spot on probably an extra wide receiver rather than a third quarterback, especially when we got a guy like Johnny Hecker, who has, for the last few years, been the emergency quarterback on this roster. So we're not looking for, like... To, to see like a sweet Bryce Perkins to Tristan Jackson connection where they're just vibing together. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant, all right? Because that guy's not going to be our quarterback. We're not looking for that. For for uh, We'll actually talk about that here in a second, but we're just looking for individual matchups, all right? Let's talk about the 3-2-C. The 3-C in this one, we got groupings for this one, actually. Typically, for the regular season, what we do is we kind of highlight specific players, but with the bulk of the starters, if and if all of them probably, not playing in this game, then we're going to look for position groups. So the first one here in the three to see is going to be the wide receiver group. That's uh, mainly Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, Tristan Jackson, J.J. Koski, Jeremiah Hadel. They all figure to get plenty of playing time with the, the Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, and Robert Woods not getting playing time. I would be very surprised if we saw them Uh, in this one, but with our quarterbacks, we're not looking for any kind of rhythm or how they connect. We are looking for individual talent. We are not looking for Duck Hodges to to hit Hadel and make make splashes that way and develop that connection. What we are looking for is where that ball is thrown, how Hadel adjusts to it. How how is he going for the high point? Is he working on the back the the back shoulder is uh, how is his separation from the cornerback stuff like that we're not looking for them to con- to connect with each other necessarily on like a that like mental level where's the ball at that is of course kind of important but hey how's van jefferson playing that ball how's tutu playing that ball where's tutu running at is he going deep is he blowing past everybody is he going short and then trying to trying to get that yak yards you know what i mean like the, the yards after catches that is that what he's trying to do these are the things that we're looking for here. Tristan Jackson, Je- Van Jefferson, uh, Jeremiah Hadel. These are all people to watch for sure. I had, I had let it be known on the NFC West roundtable that of all of the rookies that the Rams do have for this draft class, I put Tutu Atwell as the highest bust potential. I don't. That's not me saying that I do think he's going to be a bust, but I do think he's got the highest bust potential. He's having a hard time putting on weight. He's already had issues with uh, the COVID protocols and stuff. He was the one that, that had the, the issues with the Instagram Live and the jerseys coming out. Those weren't, of course, the official jerseys, but there's already a lot of things happening here with Tutu that, are, that is kind of making fans being maybe just raising some red flags, I guess, in my own brain and some other uh, fans' brains here. That maybe Tutu, uh, uh, may, maybe. I'm not saying it's for sure, but that's what we'll find out on Saturday. We'll see what he's doing out there on the field because that's, of course, where it's the most important. Uh, the next grouping here that we'll look at is the secondary. Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey are likely the only two to really sit for this game. David Long Jr., rocket number 22. Dante Dion in 21. Robert Rochelle in 31. Donovan Alumba in 49. Kareem Orr in 46. Bronte Harris in 35. And I didn't have a number for um, for Tyler Hall yet. I didn't see it, uh, see it available yet. But uh, these are all guys going to get play- plenty of playing time. And uh, watch how they watch how they pass off coverage in zones. Like we're not looking for just interceptions and, and pick sixes and stuff like that. Watch how they pass off the coverage in zones. Watch how they play the ball. Watch how they're sticking to their man in man on man, like man to man coverage. We're not looking for to, to win every play, but if each individual player can win their matchups, then we're looking pretty good. So if a guy like uh, let's say Robert Rochelle, if he's just if he's does on his dude, then. I mean that even though somebody else gives up a touchdown, that's not necessarily a knock against Rochelle. Is that that's kind of my point here? Uh, but watch how they pass off the coverage in zones uh, and how they like if if somebody's in the flat and they're kind of backing up, staying with a guy and then and then pass it off. Is there a guy that he was supposed to maybe cut off a little bit sooner and coming up and leaving somebody open? That's the kind of stuff that we got to watch for uh, as far as the secondary goes. But it'll be difficult to get into a rhythm, so don't anticipate that. We're looking for individual plays, make plays. Do a good job on each individual play, but we got a lot of guys we're trying to get tape on, so it's going to be hard to get a, a rhythm with that rotation going. So watch them specifically, not the play. Not all of these guys will make the team. He who pops probably will. That's usually what you see with the secondary when uh, when when guys are out there making plays and you know breaking on routes. Uh, if maybe he's covering this guy, he sees the ball thrown and he gets over here and. And makes a makes a defensive play like Jalen Ramsey's one interception last year that was it was thrown to a guy he was not covering. 
you know, stuff like that is what you're, what we're going to want to see. Taylor Rapp is listed ahead of Terrell Burgess right now. I, I don't think that I expect it to stay that way. I don't think that uh, even... I don't even think that Taylor Rapp is a Rams starter enough for him to be in like not playing in preseason, if that makes any sense. Like, is he a Rams starter enough to be like, no, you don't play in preseason. We need you week one. So you're not you're like you're out, man. Like, we know you're good. We know you're going to be there week one. So I don't know if he's if if he's in that that uh, that tier yet. Uh, Nick Scott is also a player to watch as well. He was brought in by Bones specifically to play special teams. And uh, he was told by Bones, you will not go undrafted. We will take you. And of course, the Rams did in the seventh round. But uh, he's also been uh, really working on his craft at the safety spot. And if you guys, by the way, if you guys haven't watched his video that the the Rams put out, you can check it out on the Los Angeles Rams YouTube channel. Very cool video about Nick Scott, kind of just his story a little bit. And, uh, you know, to talk about the backyard stuff. It's it's just pretty cool stuff. But uh, I won't spoil all of it. Go check it out for yourself. Last position group here is going to be the running back group. We know that Daryl Henderson is not playing. He's our he's our top guy this year, and that's not a bad thing. He had one less rushing yard than Cam Akers did last year and three more touchdowns than Cam Akers did last year. Not trying to say that Cam Akers is bad. I'm just trying to say that Daryl Henderson is good. Uh, Xavier Jones and Jake Funk figure to be the guys that come in for Hendo throughout the season. And it's great to have two of those guys that could come in uh, to kind of be that spell back for uh for uh for Hendo kind of to come in to spell Henderson when he's getting a little bit tired and to be able to keep him healthy for now one extra regular season game and what will hopefully be multiple playoff games uh, but this will allow for a good rotation between these two uh specifically we're gonna want uh want to watch excuse me watch uh to have these two guys uh like play on on where they're coming in and how they're what situations they're they're playing in and what how they're performing in those specific situations. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Catching a screen, like this, this, this is just some examples. Like catching a screen. Uh, how are they uh, on the zone? Like how are they reading those blocks and when do they hit that hole? How fast are they hitting that hole? Are they are they making that cut and they're gone? Or are they making that cut and then kind of shifting a little bit and then kind of getting bottled up? Uh, how are they in pass protection? These are all situations that they're going to be in and that are going to be very important to watch. And uh, Raymond Clay and Otis Anderson Jr. are realistically in a battle between each other to make this team. The Rams very well could keep four running backs with the Akers injury and the ability of either of these guys to play on special teams does benefit a lot. But I will mention with Raymond Clay being uh, officially already listed as the un- unofficially listed as the, the the kick returner for the Rams, I do think that he would be technically ahead of Otis Anderson Jr., but I do think a real battle is unfolding between these two. Much like the the Jones and Funk grouping, watch how these two play in specific situations. Both will probably not see uh, the quarters one and two, which means which really means two things. Your your blocking is worse because you're going you're going with guys that are that are not necessarily the the top tier. And of course, we won't even see starters. So at this point, you're going to be seeing the 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 depth. You're going to be seeing Cameron Meredith. You know, that's not a shot at Cameron Meredith, but he is lower on the depth chart right now. So that's those are the guys you're going to see blocking for you. But also, you're going to see a weaker defense. You're going to see guys that are not going to be making the the roster on the other team uh, defending you. So it's easy for a, a future monster to really stick out in the second half of preseason games. And that's what we're going to look for between these two, especially myself. That's that's really what I'm looking for. Uh, Raymond Calais and Otis Anderson Jr. Who of these guys pops in the second half? Because like I said, it's easy to pop in the second half when you're an absolute monster. When you're about to be an, a total stud, it's easy to break some ankles of some linebackers who are get, about to get, they're a couple weeks away from getting cut. You know, uh, even if your blocking is not as good, it's, it's easier to look good uh, in front of inferior opponents even when your blocking may not be the toppest of the notches. Let's go ahead and uh, get into some fan quesos. We don't have too many for you guys tonight, but we will get them done. Let's see here. I think I read all of these beforehand, so I think I'm actually prepared this time, guys. That's very rare. So <laughs> Usually, I like to go in a little fresh sometimes and just have no idea what's happening, but... Uh, let's see here. We got fan quesos. This is sponsored by Shaw's Customs. Again, that link will be in the description below. This shirt is courtesy of Shaw's Customs. It's got Sheriff Joe Beggs, number nine on the back. I'm going to rotate slowly here so you guys can maybe see. We got uh, Sheriff Joe Beggs on the back here, number nine. It's good stuff. 
I don't know how well you guys could see that, actually, because I was facing away from the camera. That's not normally the way that I look at it. So let's hop into our fan quesos here. Uh, first one here comes from Drake. And my microphone is falling down. All right, we're going to go ahead and do this now. All right, so fan quesos. We got uh, first one here comes from Drake. Uh, McVeigh and Goff uh, throwing 60 times a game. Uh, will we see that same kind of offense this year with Stafford? You know what? That's very realistic, man, especially with uh, with, with uh, the Cam Akers injury. You know, Cam Akers was uh, initially looking like a guy who was going to uh, kind of like we like the, we were going to get back to running the ball a lot more. And I do think that we will still see a, a pretty strong running game with Daryl Henderson and the Xavier Jones and Jake Funk rotation. But I do think that um, I, I do think that we throw a decent chunk here. And Matthew Stafford has shown that he can do that, that he can handle that kind of situation. So, yeah. I do think that we'll see, like, I, I think that we could, we'll probably average it like a, like 35 to 40 passes a game from Matthew Stafford. Next one here from Jake. Uh, do, who do you see being our trap game this year? Example, the Jets game last year, underestimated and got beat. Ooh, man, that is a tough one. You know what though? I, I would say that it's, it's very real that a, a, a team like the Bears in week one could be that team. Um, I'm trying to think of... I don't know, man. We don't have that many, like, I guess, like, cake games this year. We do have some tough ones, man, but I'm trying to think of who else we play. Um, Let's see. I mean, Cardinals could be... We have Sean McVay has not lost to the Cardinals, and that's that's one that it, that could kind of happen. I would hate to see it, but uh, it's... It, that's that's one, but I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I would say maybe the Bears, though, because with uh, their quarterback situation, they've got three quarterbacks who really could be starters, and... Uh, their defense, they, they kind of got a feel for Stafford a little bit, but he's got a feel for them, so we'll see how that plays out. Of course, under McVay, historically under McVay, and only the four seasons that he has coached with us, he's entering his fifth, uh, he's kind of had a little bit of trouble with the Bears. Of course, we were able to beat him last year, though. That's a tough one, though. We're going to try to scroll here. I should just pause and fix this, but we're just going to keep on trucking. Uh, this next one here comes from Adrian. Fourth down and goal on the one yard line. Which running back do you think would line up behind Stafford? Okay, let's see here. I thought your your more your other question was a continuation. It's not. So, uh, dude, it's going to be Daryl Henderson. If it's fourth down, fourth down and goal on the one yard line. Hendo's a bruiser, bro. Hendo's a bruiser. So yeah, I think that it'll be Henderson for sure. It's Funk could maybe wiggle his way into that role a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and, and stick with Hendo on that. I don't think that that's really that difficult of a, of a question, actually. I think it's I think it's clearly Henderson on that. All right, so let's see here. And uh, do you think Tory Big Game Holt will make the Hall of Fame next year? Yes, I do, actually. It's got to be one of one of the next two years, right? It's either next, next year or the year after. But I feel like we, he's kind of been getting snubbed a little bit. And in fairness, I mean, you got, you got Megatron going in this year. I think if Megatron would have retired one year later that we would have seen Holt in. I think he's he's been so close. He's been a finalist for, what, three years now? Three or four years? Uh, he's been right there on the cusp. And I, eventually they're going to be like, all right, well, it's time to get him in. Like, that's just going to be the way it goes. It's, it's going to be that situation where it's like he's been a finalist a lot of years in a row. We need to get him in. But also, it could be really cool to not only see, because we now we have... We have Bruce in, we got uh, Warner in, we got Falk, we got Pace. If we can get Holt in next year, and also it's very, very real that the coach candidate next year that gets inducted is Dick Vermeil. I think that that's extremely likely that that happens. So Holt and Vermeil could get uh, put into the Hall of Fame at the same time. And then basically, I mean, we've got the greatest show on turf in, man. Like that's, uh, who else would you add from the greatest show on turf offense that, that would make a lot of sense to put him in? I think that that kind of covers it. I know we got some really good offensive linemen in that in that time, but I think that that would pretty much cover it. And then that battle, I saw the post that was like the Colts versus Rams, and the, the Colts was like Edron James, Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, uh, one other that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, and then it had the Rams with the the Bruce Warner, Falk, and Pace. And it was like, which Hall of Fame squad would you prefer? And uh, it's, like if we get Holt and, and Vermeil in there, oh, it was Dungy as, as well for the Colts. But if we got Vermeil and Holt in there, it's like, obviously it's the Rams then. Let's see here. Can you take a moment to remind everyone that these preseason games don't count? Yes, I will, Adrian. Gladly, I will take a moment to say that. Because these games, guys, they do not impact anything, okay? Also, keep in mind, we're not playing our first 
or second quarterback in either of these games. We're not playing our starting running back. We're not going to see probably our top three wide receivers. Obviously, we're not going to see Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Fuller. We're not going to see these guys in preseason, guys. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine, okay? So, yeah, these games don't count. If you guys can tell me a score of any preseason game that the Rams had two years ago, I'd be glad to hear it because it's irrelevant. If you remember that, then you remember pointless stuff because I've got... This thing's kind of a steel trap. I remember all kinds of stuff with the Rams. Not that, because I don't care <laughs> about that at all. Um, so, yeah, don't matter at all, guys. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine no matter what happens in these games, all right? Do you remember, guys, that, that year that the Patriots went undefeated, went into the Super Bowl, of course, losing the Super Bowl to the Giants? They went 0-4 in the preseason that year. Just putting that out there. These next three come from Cody, and then we'll wrap it up here. So, how do you think... Uh, Tyler Higby can be with Stafford or is he pretty average tight end overall you know I think he's like slightly above average I think he's a very talented tight end but he doesn't even have a thousand career receiving yards yet so you know man there, there's a lot of factors in it that uh that, that I, I like Higby I like his his play style and stuff but he's a little inconsistent as far as production goes I don't think he's inconsistent as far as his play but like his his uh utilization is sometimes a little bit more sporadic. So I, I think that that's, that's something to consider. And I honestly, I really do think that uh, at, the, at some point within the next two years, we're going to see that Jacob Harris, I think, will overtake Higby in that role. Uh, and that's not to say that I don't like Higby. I, I do like Higby. But um, but yeah, I, I think that he's, he's not a superstar. And I, I hate to say that about any of my Rams. But uh, yeah, he's, he's not that, that guy. So I, he's a very, he's a very talented guy who can definitely produce when he's, when he's called upon. It's, he's just not that much, but Hey, Matthew Stafford coming in, maybe that'll change everything. Maybe, maybe Higby goes a thousand this year. I have no idea, man, but that'd be, that'd be cool to see. Higby's, Higby, Higby's a cool dude. Next one here from Cody. Can Stafford be a more seasoned quarterback? Uh, a more seasoned quarterback help our, uh, oh, Sorry, I read that wrong. Can Stafford, being a more seasoned quarterback, help our team develop or get better faster, such as receivers, versus playing with a quarterback such as Jared Goff? You know, that's an interesting uh, interesting question, but I would say, to, to answer your question, I would say that, that Stafford has a lot more experience, and he's also got the, like, he's got that... Like, he's played with guys like Danny Amendola, who are, I mean, one of my favorite Rams of all time, honestly. I love Ramondola, but uh, I'm a big fan of him. He's also played with Calvin Johnson, you know, so he can maybe give some things about, like, hey, well, this worked well for us. So, yeah, Jared Goff wasn't able to do that. Jared Goff had only played for the Rams, and so, and I'm fresh out of college, obviously. So, uh, I, don't, I don't think that, that, that Jared Goff was able to relay as much to the wide receivers about what he wanted them to do and he's been able to take that to Detroit where he's taken Amon Ross uh, St. Brown and teaching him what Cooper Cup has been doing so he's able to do it now but he can't teach Cooper Cup what Cooper Cup's doing because Cooper Cup already knows what Cooper Cup's doing you know so Matthew Stafford though he's played with a lot of guys a lot of talented guys and I think that he'll be able to take in that experience and pass it off to our young wide receivers we do have some young wide receivers here but Deshaun Jackson I think helps in that regard a lot as well that last one here from Cody, and I do want to check my screenshots. I do think I have one in there. Uh, what can McVay do to this offense, uh, uh, do with this offense and Stafford, considering uh, there were multiple things defenses could do to confuse Goff, like the strategy teams employed to slow down our offense with the Super Bowl blueprint of the six uh, D lineman on the scrimmage rushing Stafford. Being a veteran, take away enough of those little things that teams can do against us. Uh, make our offense elite one again, once again. Um, yeah, let's try to unpack that a little bit. So, the first of all, the the six down lineman defense that was slowing down the Rams did not premiere in the Super Bowl. Uh, it premiered against the Bears, I believe that was a Monday Night Football game. They were the first ones to do it to us, and Belichick kind of just took their their lead on that one and and just employed it against us because. Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they, they're always able to adjust. They don't have, they don't necessarily have a scheme. They, they always will play to what their opponent is worst against, you know? So uh, it wasn't necessarily a Super Bowl thing, but yeah, I think Stafford does bring that a little bit more freestyling, I guess, to, to the offense where, where Jared Goff needed things to happen in a very specific way. 
and like what what Jared Goff needed to happen was that was the play to work out kind of perfect. Like he needed if the play was called to to look for this guy and then this guy, that's exactly what he was going to do. And if that was taken away, that's when we saw the issues. And I think Matthew Stafford will be able to bring in uh, the ability to kind of just adjust that on the fly a little bit where I mean, kind of like how I'll use the examples of Jared Goff in overtime against the New Orleans Saints in the NFC championship game a couple years back that, you know, the. They, they kind of were coming after him, and he was able to hit Tyler Higby on, on the flat on the right and then on the left, and those were off-scheduled plays. And when he was able to do that, he was unstoppable. But the, the times he was able to do that were not as often as you would like to see. And I think Matthew Stafford is a lot better at that, and I think he's needed to be better at that just with his time in Detroit. So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that Stafford, I, I think that the change will be noticeable I think that Rams fans will see it before the rest of the league as far as the feel of of the quarterback position and, and what it feels like. Because you know what it feels like. I mean, it, it's hard to explain. Uh, if you know, you know. I guess it's uh, it's kind of hard to put into words. But you know when, you're, when your quarterback is out there, if it feels good, if it feels like something can happen here or if, if they've got like the potential to do something like like all those years watching guys like uh, like when Mark Bulger would get hurt and then like Jamie Martin would come in. You'd look at Jamie Martin, you're like, this is not going to go, like, there's, it doesn't feel like he's going to make a play, you know, it's just the way it was, and then, in that game against the, the Texans 2005, like, Bulger was already out, Jamie Martin was in, and Jamie Martin went out, we were down, like, 24 to 3 at halftime or something like that, I believe that was the score, uh, big comeback by Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, and, and that was, like, he came in, and immediately you were like, oh, this guy can play football, like, he's, he's able to do things, he does, it doesn't need to be perfect for him to make a play, if the defense takes something away, he can find something else. So I think that's a very good thing. My camera did overheat, by the way, guys. And I was able, I just fixed my stand. So my camera over overheated in this obnoxious heat that we are dealing with here. It was, uh, I think, 97 in Colorado Springs today. That's what my car said, at least. And I'm not here for that, guys. I'm over it, over the heat in a big, big way. Let's see here. Oh, North Dallas forty from the YouTube channel wants to know uh, who will the who will be the surprise cut. Oh man, I had mine Brian Allen, but he uh, he's he's definitely changed some minds here. Uh, not only well, I guess he's changed my mind because he's changed McVay's mind. I'm not gonna guess just because I think a player was not as good as some others. That that doesn't mean anything. If 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 McVay is is high on him and and if brian allen's doing an awesome job then he's no longer my pick to be uh my surprise cut i still there's still something about taylor rap that that kind of just makes me think that he may not be here i know he's listed as a starter right now but if he gets if he gets bumped down by burgess it's it's possible and especially if somebody like paris ford at safety can come in and, and do some things here then it's possible that we see taylor rap uh get moved Maybe get traded. I mean, there's maybe maybe Taylor Rapp gets traded to the Lions or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what we would what we would want back. Uh, the Rams don't really value draft picks that much, so I don't know if that that's the course there. But maybe Taylor Rapp gets traded somewhere if uh, if Burgess does does kind of take over that role a little bit. So I don't know, man. But as far as my surprise cut, I, that's tough. I don't know if we'll necessarily see too many big surprises. I guess. Micah Kaiser might be one. I've liked Kaiser, but, you know, with him being bumped down, not a starter anymore, uh, Traven Howard's been, uh, uh, according to reports, performing. So, you know, that's a that's a possibility there that Micah Kaiser could be one. But, you know, man, uh, I, I do I do want to see some games first before I, I, I kind of label anybody with that that uh surprise cut like it could maybe taylor rap comes in tomorrow or not on, not tomorrow but uh on saturday and he's just crushing some souls and maybe i change my tune on him maybe 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 some other things happen man so i'm trying to think of a like i don't think any of these wide receivers will see a surprise there it, that's a tough one man especially right now right before preseason game that's tough uh we are through training camp though but yeah it's um that's a tough one. Ask me that like in two more weeks. After the Raiders game, ask me that again. I'll definitely have a better understanding of who I feel confident in. I watch preseason games usually about three times. Um, I'll be at two of them. So those ones specifically, I, I need to like set aside time on the following Sunday. And I'll probably watch them twice back to back. 
that's a very Sheriff Joe Baggs thing to do is, is watch watch a preseason game and then start it over and and just just try to watch for different things, man. Just watch, uh, pay attention to things. Sometimes I'll watch the condensed version after I've seen the full one, but I don't like missing drives though. They'll say like three drives later, and I hate that. So uh, I just want to watch. I just want to watch them all. Just watch them all. I usually watch regular season games twice. Reg, uh, preseason games usually three. Uh, just to get a feel for it, man. I like to know this roster. I like to know them up and down. I like to to feel good about my opinions on these guys. If I'm going to be talking about Taylor Rapp, I need to feel confident in uh, being able to talk about Taylor Rapp and, and know what he's done on the field. So uh, I like to be able to to do that stuff and uh, have conversations with you guys because I know some of you guys are hardcore, man. Some of you guys don't play around. So you, you guys make me like need to pay more attention because I, I can't I can't just not know what some some's going on you know what i mean so <laughs> you guys you guys motivate me to keep up on my content for sure um but that is gonna do it for me thank you guys so much uh, for dropping those quesos do appreciate you guys feel free to drop them i will throw them on to the next show and uh yeah guys we got we got preseason this weekend we got la chargers at the la rams sofi stadium if you guys bump into me feel free to say what's up i was kind of keeping it a secret it's me and my dad going to to this game he is a chargers fan maybe that's why i don't hate them that much i, I don't hate any nfl team though to be clear I, there's I, I grew out of my hatred for nfl teams i'm not saying you're a bad person if you hate teams or whatever i just kind of don't i love the nfl i'm a massive rams fan and i will defend the rams over any of these other nerd teams but I would, uh, I love the NFL. I'll watch any game for sure. NFL teams playing a lot. It's 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 my favorite. I love football, and the NFL specifically. But uh, make sure you guys drop those quesos. Make sure you guys check out this game on Saturday. It's gonna be some good stuff. I'm not gonna go live for the, this one. Um, maybe not for any preseason games, but we will be coming back with the live shows uh, for the the pregame. Uh, for uh, week one, we'll be doing that. It'll actually be shifting from Facebook to YouTube. So come hang out with me, guys. We just talk some uh, some Rams football leading up to the game. We usually we just kind of BS a little bit. Sometimes we do giveaways, some good stuff for sure. So if you guys like the giveaways, that's where you're going to want to stay up on. Um, this week, we only got one submission for our Ram cave. So uh, that person wins. We didn't announce it, but the <laughs> person wins. Uh, we might bring that one back again uh, once the season gets a little bit uh, closer in. We'll be doing uh, giveaways regularly, so keep your eyeballs open, guys. Uh, but that is uh, going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That'll be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Thank you guys so much. I do appreciate you guys. We are here. We did it. We made it through the offseason again. We always do. It's wrong. It's terrible. It's hot. But we did it again. Thank you guys so much for being here. I do appreciate it. Um, that is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports Wall Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.